Coming to you live from the Johnny Packer Eyewear Studios in fabulous Dark Vegas, Mississippi. Please welcome our co-host, the best eye doc this side of the Mississippi, B.W. And now, welcome a true hero, a CF warrior whose favorite motto in life is, just keep living. Here's Johnny. Welcome to a new edition of the Johnny's World Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny, with my co-host, B.W. What's going on today, B.W.? Man, not much. Just just turned 40 yesterday, so uh, get, have to give me some reading glasses like you now, getting old. So That's right. Join the club, man. Join the club. Yeah. We're, we're, we're old now, but uh, still still kicking, so that's a good thing. Uh, that's right. You, you, have, you have a big celebration? Uh, it was pretty low-key. You know, it's, it's on a Tuesday, so kind of hard to, to go out and do a whole lot. So I think we're going to go out. Do some stuff this weekend. I know you and I were talking about <clears throat> maybe trying to get over to a concert or something like that in Austin. So maybe we can maybe we make yeah. that work out for both of our birthdays. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we, we were talking about that last night. It seems like <clears throat> on our friends' birthdays, somebody wins a wins a championship. Some sort. Our buddy, a uh, friend of the show, Chris King's birthday was June thirtieth, the day the dogs won it, and then the Braves won it on yours, and then uh, my birthday was on the Super Bowl when Tom Brady won it. So it's pretty crazy how that how that has come about. Um, yep. but pretty neat. Uh, well, you got any updates on, uh, on the glasses? I actually went into, uh, Mississippi hour and start last week when I was in town, uh, downtown. And, uh, I met, I met one of the guys working there. He actually recognized me. I guess he saw the glasses and heard about their story. And so I got to meet him and, um, and this glasses are in there. There's, they're selling them and, um, just trying to get more people to come to town and, and check it out. Yeah, exactly. They've got a good selection over there. I think they got a big shipment in a couple of weeks ago. So I noticed they they talked about them on their Instagram feed the other day. So check them out, Mississippi Hour on Instagram. You can see some some more pictures of the glasses and, and all that stuff. Of course, I've got them at my place too here in Carville, Tennessee. So anybody that's interested in trying them out, you can go to johnnypacker.com and take a look at them. And if you want to try them on, you know, go to Starkville at Mississippi Hour down there on Main Street or come over here to my place in Carville. We'll We'll be happy to show them to you. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, that's all I got. You want to introduce our guest today? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm so uh, so honored and thrilled to have our our guest on here. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of uh, Mississippi State listeners out there to this podcast. We've got a bunch of state uh, athletes and coaches and all sorts of people on here telling their story. And the one that we have on today, I'm so so pleased that he was able to join us. I know a lot of people are going to going to listen to it. He's a, he's a living legend among us, Mississippi State fans. So uh, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest today. Uh, he is the mayor of Starkville, <laughs> Jake Mangum. Jake, thanks so much for joining us today. Man, thanks for asking me to come on, man. Happy to help any way I can and uh, excited to talk in sports. Absolutely. Well, uh, well, yeah, you got a great story to tell. I mean, everybody knows you from, from uh, Mississippi State being the hit king and just <clears throat> your great your great career at Mississippi State. Um uh, and now you're in professional ball, man. Uh, tell us about what you're doing now. I know you were the Mets organization. Uh, what's going on there? Well, first off, in 2019, after senior year, the Mets took me. Uh, a big thanks to Jet Butler, a former diamond dog of Mississippi State. Uh, Jet Butler's the area scout for the New York Mets. Um, he's kind of uh, drafted a, a bunch of Bulldogs lately, man. In 2019, it was me and Cole Gordon. 
Uh, in 2020, it was JT Ginn, and then now in 2021, it was Rowdy Jordan. So we got four Bulldogs, or including Jet, we got five Bulldogs in the Mets organization. Um, you know, you, you don't see that very much um, ever, really. And the fact that we got five guys kind of from all from the same area is just a really neat deal. Uh, just excited to be a part of it. Uh, 2019 started off in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Cyclones. We won the New York Penn League Championship that year. That was a really cool experience. Um, Cole was in low A. I was in rookie ball that summer. So Cole was with the Columbia Fireflies. And then um, 2020, COVID hit. Uh, we did not have a baseball season, but we drafted JT again. And then 2021 rolls around. I start in high A. Um, Cole was in double A. JT was in low A. Um, so we were all three scattered. And then uh, two weeks into the season, I wasn't, I wasn't off to a great start, but the Mets, uh, they pushed me to double A, thank goodness. And I got to rejoin Cole Gordon for the first time in pro ball. So that was a, that was a great, very, very thankful for that. And um, me and Cole had a, had a pretty good year, man, but we had a good year together. Uh, I'm really proud of how Cole took over his, role as a starting pitcher this year with the with the rumble ponies and we were in binghamton new york the binghamton rumble ponies um jt again got promoted from low a to high a so he went from st Lucie, florida to brooklyn uh brooklyn's now our high a team um he had a good good summer through a about 100 innings with a three era uh, that's that's really good to come off tommy john with those numbers uh, then we took rowdy in the draft this year and rowdy got sent to low a uh, he was in st Lucie, florida and uh, he, he got his feet wet in pro ball, so he's he's got his first off season. He's gonna he's gonna get ready to roll for next year. What was the biggest difference, just you know, going from college to pro ball, and <clears throat> in terms of adjustments you had to make and and things like that? Uh, for me, it was I'd changed my swing really. Uh, my swing in college was very ground ball oriented. It was very slap and run. I just it, it just doesn't doesn't play well in the eyes of, of major league baseball. And, and you know, understandably so you see these guys hit uh, a lot more, you know, you just have to hit the ball hard. You just have to hit the ball hard in pro ball in college. If you hit the ball soft and get on, it's, it's all right. But um, I had to make some swing adjustments just to get, allow myself to have the right bat path to hit the ball harder. Um, you know, I was, I never changed it in college because there was just, there was, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it type deal. I never wanted to, you know, coming off some good years each year, I didn't want to go home and change my swing. I just thought that that was a really risky thing to do. But then when I got the pro ball, I quickly realized, like, man, they want you to drive the baseball here. So I uh, made some adjustments, and, and I knew it was time to hit the ball harder. And, uh, and this year I, I made some strides in that direction, but I got to keep working and try to lead in the next year with a good start. What about the pitching? Was was there a big adjustment with the pitching? I mean, obviously at that level, most everybody's good. I mean, did you have to – did you have different feels for that? And were there some guys maybe you yeah, saw yeah. in college you ran into? And Absolutely, man. Uh, double-A baseball is a huge jump. That that high A to double-A jump was a big one. Um, but double-A baseball, man, every pitcher you run into seems to have something he does very, very well. And every now and again, you'll see somebody that has – three or four really, really good pitches. But most of the time, every pitcher you face has at least two good pitches that can get you out. So, I mean, that was – it's just tough because every day you're facing a really good arm, man. Every at-bat is going to be a, a difficult at-bat. 
And, um, you know, in, in college ball, you had your midweek games, you had your Sunday games where you can kind of, you know, fall back on if you were struggling a little bit. But in pro ball, man, it's every day. You got five at-bats against a really good pitcher, and you got to make those adjustments day by day. You, you don't really get any off days in pro ball, so you have to be ready to roll each day. Well, I got to ask you this because I'm an eye doctor. So <clears throat> I I do some work with some baseball guys around here in Memphis, and at, since the pandemic, I haven't done as much, but – um, you know, one of those things that you've really got to have in baseball is really sharp eyesight. And so, I mean, I think there's a study they did about 10 years ago that said um, over 80% of major league players all had 2015 vision or better, at least hitters and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's some drills and things like that that I've done with the baseball players to help reaction time and vision and things like that. Or, are y'all doing stuff like that in, in training or is it more just, you know, swing swing coaching and things like that? Swing coaching and weight room. That's, that's the two big mm. things on the eyesight stuff. I mean, they'll check our eyesight at spring training, but it's, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you have to have good eyesight to hit a baseball. There's no doubt about that. That thing's moving very, very fast at different speeds and different movements. You got to be able to pick stuff up, but, you know, it's, um, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing. But yeah, most of the time it's just swing, swing mechanics and, and weight room, just trying to get strong, stronger, faster, and quicker. That's, that's the big, big three. Well, Jake, I know y'all were in town. You were in town this past weekend for the um, the Bulldog alum, base, baseball alumni gathering, and um, and at the football game, they were they were presenting the national championship rings and all that sort of stuff. How cool was it to be back with with your former teammates and other former Bulldogs? It was awesome, man. To see all the alumni was was a really cool deal. Uh, we're a very tight group, and uh, everyone's a lot of people stay in touch with each other, and it's. Uh, it's just a special bond you got when you wear the M over S for a long time together. And uh, I'm really happy to see some former teammates and some older, older guys, you know, some of the 80, some of the guys from the eighties, some of the guys from the nineties and some of the guys from the early two thousands. And it's, it's just a, it was a really, really cool deal we had. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I think, I, I think I heard you say this before, but I want to ask you again, when, when, when we won the national championship in June, now you and Cole, were y'all listening to it in the, after a game or what, what was that all about? Uh, we were, yeah. So it was, we were in the VCU visitors locker room because that's where the uh, Richmond flying squirrels, the double A for the giants are. And we, we watched in the locker room on a TV and uh, me and Cole got to celebrate together. It was, it was a great night, man. It's that's great for, awesome. Great for the university. I'm glad we finally got one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jake, let's, uh, let's kind of transition talk about the Bulldogs football, man. Wow. We're, we're, uh, Mike Leach is uh is doing her doing this thing, man. I know you and Gardner mentioned you're good friends. He probably told you a little bit about Mike Leach. He's he's the he's the real deal. Like he's showing it seems like, and just uh, it's you can really tell in the past few weeks how we come along. Wilbur Rogers is slinging it out there, and man, I was so impressed. Our defense just all around game against Kentucky was was really really good. So, what are your thoughts on what off football? Um, I'm excited it's just as anybody else is you know you look back at the losses this year that Memphis loss kind of stinks it stinks like that's a tough loss but you know we won that game nine times out of ten uh, I'd say the same thing with LSU man we were better than Memphis and LSU um you, you look back and you really could say we could only have one loss right now and things would be a lot different if that was the case but uh we, you know, it is what it is, and uh, Mississippi State's playing a lot better. We're the only team in the country with three top twenty-five wins. That's a really, really cool stat. Um, you know, it's a lot of big, 
big games coming up, though. You got Arkansas on the road, Auburn on the road, come back home for Tennessee State. And then we got the school up north coming to town on Egg Bowl Day. So it's um, it's going to be an interesting finish. You know, we, we definitely need to go take one from Arkansas. That's a big win for us. We need to go play well on the road. And we, then we need to go play well in the Plains in, in Auburn. Uh, we never seem to play Auburn well, so I would I would really like us to, for us to roll out there at Auburn and, and you know and take one of the planes. Yeah, do you ever go to any of the away games, or do you just like to go to games in Starkville? Uh, when I was in college, I go to about two away games a year, but not 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 so much anymore. Um, I'm typically at most of the games in Starkville, and uh, you know. Uh, Missed a couple of year, but I'm at most of the games in Starkville. But nowadays, I typically don't go to road games unless it comes up and I'm able to. Yeah, I guess you finish up your season. And so this is mostly just like training time and, and all that. So you have a little bit more time to catch up on on games. And you like, do you like to hunt and stuff like that, too? Is that right? Absolutely, man. I, I like to hunt. Right now, I'm in golf mode. Once it, once it gets a little colder, I'll start hunting again. Uh, duck Duck season is my favorite. Uh, I'm looking forward to duck season, but for now it's kind of golf season still while the weather's still warm. But once it cools up, I don't like being out in the woods when there's snakes still out, man. I, I'm not. Being, I'm gonna wait till it gets a little colder, and um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So do y'all uh, get to play to golf when you're on the road uh, playing playing major league? Do you have time for that? Uh, well, this year in, in the the season we had Mondays off, so occasionally I would go play Mondays, but that was about it. Uh, not too much golf when you're up north. Yeah. So you don't get to hit any courses up like uh, Beth Page Black up there or anything like that? No, but I, I'll try to next year. I'll be in Syracuse or I'll be in Binghamton or Syracuse next year. I'll be back in Binghamton or Syracuse next year. So um, regardless, wherever I'm at, I'll, I'll go, go out and play some golf. Hey, I have to ask you this. When, when you were with the uh, the Cyclones, uh, I always watched that uh, Fourth of July hot dog eating contest. Is that is that right there near the stadium? Yes. Uh, did you right get to go to it? This year was the first year they did it actually in the stadium. That They didn't do it outside yeah. the hot. Yeah. So uh, it was good. I'm glad they did that because the year I went in 2019, it was tough to see, man. So I'm right. glad they put it in the stadium so that way everybody can watch it a little bit better. But I think that was a good move, and uh, it was cool, man. Seeing Joey Chester eat all those hot dogs was, was different, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've always wondered what it was like at being because I watch it every year, like being right there, like so many people was like, wow. But uh yeah, I bet that that was fun. That seemed like a really cool, cool stadium where it was located right there. Yeah, Coney Island's a cool place mm-hmm. to play, but uh it's unique, but it's a cool experience. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of the fans up there, I mean, they're not afraid to to tell you what they think and and you know, harass you and yell at you and tell you you did something wrong. How's how's that been? you know, playing up there versus playing in the South? Well, you we don't get too big of crowds in the minor leagues. So right now it's, it's been pretty laid back in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, playing at Mississippi State, I I got I got my fair share of that. Uh, yeah. In 20, we were, we struggled early in the year and, and there wasn't some, there wasn't so friendly stuff out there for us, but uh, it, it got a little nice whenever we started winning. And that's, but and, and you don't blame them. Uh, whenever you're a diehard fan and, and your team's losing, it's, it's, it's hard to be happy. I get that. But um, all I can do is uh, work hard and play as hard as I can each day. And if someone's unhappy with how I'm playing, I'll I'll try to do better. It, it won't bother me, though. 
Well, what about uh, what about Coach Lamonis, man? I, I keep seeing all these tweets all the time. We got a new dude. We got a new dude. He is just racking it up on recruiting right now, and it's just it's just unbelievable. The guys we're getting in, it's it's really special. Yeah, I've said it for a long time. Coach Lamonis is the one of the best recruiters in the country, um, and alongside his assistant coaches that are extremely good at recruiting as well. Fox, Cheese, and Goat are top notch, man, and um, they they've got a good thing going in those baseball offices in, in Starkville, and. Uh, I'm happy for them. Uh, they're going to keep winning for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's really special to see how it all took place and and the way this come because it's, it's it's so cool for you know when, when Dak was here, you know the, the excitement in town, you could feel it, and I, I feel like it's we're back right there with that with the baseball team winning the national championship and just the town is just electric, you know, just everyone it just rallied behind it. It's just it's just so cool to see how it all took place and. And um, and and all what y'all did when y'all were up here, and just really cool thing. And I, I know it's a it's a bond that y'all y'all cherish and have for the rest of y'all's life. And uh, it's really really cool for us to get get to witness it and see it happen. Yeah, um, uh, I was just I was very pumped up that they won a national championship. Man, I can't tell you how happy we were. Um, our university desperately needed one. It was it, it was time for us to at least get one in baseball. Um, Absolutely. In the right direction, basketball is going to be good this year. So we, we need some people to go out and support the basketball team this year. Uh, the hump's been pretty empty the last couple of years, but not empty. But we need to do a better job of supporting our basketball team. And uh, I, I think we got the talent to win some ball games this year. And Howland's a great coach. Yeah, when when me and Brandon were in, in school at Mississippi State, we were we were rocking, man. We were uh, we had Lawrence Roberts, Shane Power, all that bunch, and and the hump was rocking and I just hope we can get, and I feel like we will get back to those days. Eventually coach Howell's doing a great job. These transfers that we have coming in this year, gives us something to really look forward to really, really excited about the, the way, the way the program is headed, especially, you know, last year, make it to the NIT championship that builds you off for the, this coming year, it builds a bit off on something. So um, I know the tournament is their, their goal. And I really feel like that the pieces that they have, if they click and get together, you know, I think that that's possible. So, Good time to be a bulldog all around. Absolutely, it was a great time to be a bulldog. We've had a good couple of years, and it's probably been one of the best decades of our university. So uh, we're trending in the right direction. We've got to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jake, if you're ever if you're in town and you, and you want to check out these glasses we've been talking about, check them out. Mississippi Eyewear and start. Well, they're on Main Street. Mississippi so. Eyewear. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Have to come. yeah. Buy, check out my eyesight, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. May need some glasses. That's yeah, right. yeah. Well, we got them for you. Sunglasses and everything. So, but anyway, uh, I think that's about all I got. Brandon, you got anything? No, that's it, Jake. We appreciate it. Um, what's the best way for people to keep up with you? Like Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, all I do Twitter, man. I, I'm not okay. on – I got – there's enough social media platforms. I don't need another. So, Twitter and Instagram is the best way to keep up. But uh, that's it, man. That's about it. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing how you do this year. I, I know, I know you're getting ready. So um, I think you got big things coming. So thanks for taking yep. the time to talk to us today. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, y'all keep doing this thing, man. Thanks right, so much, Jake. Jake. Really appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate Take care. It. We'll All talk right. soon. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening to the Johnny's World Podcast. Please help us spread the message about CF and support our cause by going to johnnypacker.com. You can also reach us at johnnypackereyewear at gmail.com.